Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome to the Voice of the Cape On 91.3 FM Stereo I need to leave my breakfast gedagtes at home We're busy with burning issue I'm Gulam Fakir I'm with you until 9 o'clock this evening And um what are we talking about tonight? Yes, it's, it's been uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks. It's been a busy couple of days. It's just only Tuesday, and uh, already things are going all over the place. It is, of course, Tuesday, the fifth of November, twenty nineteen, corresponding to the eighth of February, fourteen forty. Of course, after Maghrib, it's a new it's a new day, so we might as well just say it's the eighth. I think, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, this evening, what are we talking about? This this evening, we'll be talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. Now, oh, it's been. L- 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 let's just take five steps back quickly. That when we went on air, and I said, "Hmm, because I actually saw a nice set of headphones in studio, and I was like looking at it and whatever, and I didn't hear the jingle playing. So I give him a for that. But anyway, so um, and 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 Umar didn't pass me to let me know that. Let's just blame him for now, right? Um, so so yeah. So we're gonna keep you uh, company all the way through until nine o'clock this evening. Oh seven two two three eight oh seven one two. So what gets you in contact with me Also on uh, 47913 And uh, yep The lines will be opening up immediately, immediately after Maghrib On 021-442-3530 Now a lot of controversial stuff going around at this point in time with regards to the comprehensive uh, sexual education curriculum that was certainly a hot topic um, on A, that was about last week or so, and it sparked much uproar from parents, teachers, and across society. So basically, in a nutshell, um, uh, the Department of Education came out and they said that they were going to uh, basically introduce... Um, well, the Department of Basic Education's new life orientation curriculum that will see pupils or children, yeah, your and mine, as young as 10 years old being taught about sex has sparked a heated debate amongst uh, among education stakeholders. Um, well, now... Education experts believe the move is long overdue. A teacher union, however, has told its members to boycott um, the teaching of the proposed changes if they were in conflict with their own religious beliefs, values, and norms. So, according to the Education Department, Elijah Hlanga, um, and I'm going to um, play him, uh, I'm going to play your clip a little bit later in the next couple of minutes or so. We spoke to uh, VSC's uh, breakfast, uh, Sabira uh, Sheikh Esop, about that. We're going to ask him to get into, um, just to sort of delve a little bit into that um, in the next couple of minutes or so. But just to sort of paint to the picture, it's basically about learning material that will now get into schools from, uh, you know, and, and being taught to children from as young as 10 years old to talk about masturbation, to talk about, the, you know, sex um, and everything else that goes with it. And a lot of people are up in arms about it. Uh, the Afrikaans Teacher Union Dis- Afrikaans Onderwijzer Ini um, said that the initial publication of the title Sexuality Education was used and not Sex Education because uh, according to Elijah Mklanga, the curriculum had been part of the Comprehensive Sexuality Education Program since 2000 already. Now, um, and I quote Mr. Chris Klopper, he's from the SAOU, uh, he says, in their opinion, okay, let me not quote him, he says, in their opinion, these are two completely different concepts. The position for the Union from the outset was that one size fits all approach. It's a approach is not appropriate and that school communities should at all times have freedom of choice regarding what they want to teach to underage and vulnerable children. It 
it can't be considered compulsory at all, so says Mr. Um, Chris Cropper. He further on uh, goes on to say that initially... Um, they were initially assured that the learning material would attest to sensitivity and age appropriateness and unfortunately at this point in time the study the studying of the latest examples is that they can conclude that they acted um, contrary to the undertakings and they were deliberately misled and provided with uh, incorrect information and examples so um, I mean I've got a 10 year old that's at a Muslim school for that matter how is it that they're going to be fitting um, how is it that they are going to be fitting in at, uh, you know, any religious school? In fact, I spoke to a, a principal, or not a principal, an educator at a Catholic school that also contacted me because on Facebook and stuff like that, I usually pitch these ideas and just see, um, you know, what usually the response is like. And uh, from there, we kind of also sort of steer direction in terms of discussion around these things. And even this person said she doesn't know how they're going to be implementing this at a Catholic school. Um, my kids, for example, attend a a Muslim school, my, my, my two boys, you know, aged 10 and, and 8. And, and when, when, when I read about this thing, I was very uncomfortable because I didn't know whether or not um, I, as a father, first of all, I, I wouldn't know when is the right time to, to talk about it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a father of three. I've got an uh, older daughter, which my wife deals with. And so there's just a lot of things. A lot of people are coming and they're saying, no, it is something that we as parents need to do and talk about it is something that the education department needs to stay out of and it just carries on and on and on so basically on facebook a little bit earlier i posted the question i said that um, you know if you've heard about the department of education wanting to implement the sex education curriculum from next year yeah 2020 you heard me correctly where children as young as nine or ten years old will be taught about masturbation and 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 many organizations slammed this these organizations will be speaking to a little bit later freedom of religion south african director michael swain he'll be joining me in studio um just after Maghrib, and then also we'll be speaking to Dr. Faisal Suleiman uh, from Samnet uh, that will be speaking to us there, and then just after 8 o'clock, Errol Naidu, the Family Policy Institute Director, was also arranging a march uh, to Parliament on the 30th of November this year to uh, just highlight and hand over a memorandum. I believe that the Family Policy Institute has also listed seven, seven steps or seven points that they are really, really not happy with. We're going to ask him to delve into that as well and then just before we wrap up we're going to speak to Basil Manuel as well the executive director of Naptosa which is one of the unions that also slammed this thing because Naptosa says that they accept that there's a need for, a ch for, for age appropriate sexuality education but until the department has the decency to consult with Naptosa on the matter with full disclosure of the contents of the CSE and for them to verify such age appropriate content Naptosa will have no choice but to reject the implementation there of Naptosa can never lend support to something that it has not had the opportunity to interrogate. So that's our discussion this evening. Um, uh, that's uh, going to take us till about 9 o'clock this evening. I want to go through some of the messages that came our way quickly before I go for some commercial news. Somebody says, I listened to this on the radio. Uh, Veronique is the person that uh, messaged. She says, parents are up in arms about it. I also agree with parents. It's not their place to talk about these things at school. Rather stick to teaching what is necessary to be successful in life. But Veronique, on the flip side, how many people actually do take the time to speak to their to the children about this? How many parents do? You perhaps or I perhaps we you know, talk about the bees and the, 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 the birds and the bees and a little bit of this and a little bit of that, you know. But 
is it constructive, number one? And is it serving or, or is it bringing the message across properly? Because there are parents that are maybe oblivious and they don't speak about it as well. So it's kind of, you know, sitting on the fence kind of thing. Double five seven eight. Salam Gulam, are you going to be at the VSC breakfast? Man, five five seven eight. If you're going to be at the VSC breakfast, I'm going to be at the VOC breakfast. And this is what we're going to eat. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Zero double one five. Thank you for your comments. This is tantamount to child exploitation and abuse. We're talking about the CSE, the sexual education curriculum, our comprehensive sexual education curriculum that uh, the department is hoping to roll out come 2020. Now, from the department side, they spoke to VSC Breakfast. Elijah Mklanga spoke to Shakira Sheikh Esop on this controversial topic. Let's just understand the concept and the context of what this is all about. Somebody took what we are doing in the pilot project where we are testing the scripted lesson plans and uh, told members of the public that we are intending on implementing what is in the pilot, whereas we are only testing it to see how effective or not it's going to be so that we can learn lessons from it and then come back, make the necessary adjustments and then go forward with that. So that's what happened. And they they distributed documents saying that uh, we have, um, uh, they have leaked that document. It's something that the department was hiding. When in fact, we're not hiding it because we are testing in 1,500 schools and uh, 300,000 learners have already been taught using this material as part of the testing phase. So you cannot attack something that has been tested. Because if you are attacking something that has been tested, what are you saying to the system? Where are we going to to test it so that we can see if it will work or not? So we find that troubling because it's work in progress. You cannot attack something that is still being 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 tried because we need to allow for that opportunity for that phase to happen so that you can come back and then tell the nation and say, this is what we're thinking. We have tested it. It's working. It's not working. We're making the necessary adjustments. Now, here it is. What do you think about Now, Elijah, the fact of the matter is that we understand it is being piloted. However, it is being used in the classroom setup. It is being used with students, with pupils from grade four. And the concern that has been raised in terms of this so-called piloted version of the CSE that's been rolled out across five provinces is that some of it is stemming in terms of trampling in terms of the religious fear Um, because as you would know when it comes to Islam when it comes to Christianity um, you know there are certain rules and regulations with regards to sexual content yeah, I, you just mentioned grade four. I don't know what you know about what is being taught in grade four because there's no sexual content anyway. So that is the first lie that is being told mm. about this thing, that there is a, a content of a sexual nature in grade four, which is an absolute lie. And we, that, that is what we find disturbing about this thing because it's being repeated time and time and again. And it is wrong. It's unfortunate and disturbing indeed because members of the public are going with the flow about something that is wrong, something that is misleading and misrepresented deliberately so by people who just want to cause outrage. We have 
invited people to say, please come to us. We will sit you down and show you what's in there. And when we have done that, you realize that there's no need for you to be upset because there's no content of a sexual nature in grade four. All that we teach in grade four is good behavior, is respect for self, is privacy. It's all those things that children need to know because they are still young, they're in grade four. In grade five, we also do the same only later in grade seven. And because in grade seven, that's where you prepare to go to high school and anyway you're at the puberty phase in your life. That's when your body as a girl starts to change. That's when your voice as a boy starts to change as well. And other elements in your body starts to act differently. So at that point, we feel that children need to know what's happening to their bodies. And based on the feedback that we've got, they are appreciating it because in the home, they say their parents are not are not comfortable talking about this. So there's a role to be played there by education in terms of educating. In fact, some of the people that I've been speaking to, they are saying, you know, I'm a professional today, but I can tell you right now that my parents are so deeply religious that they didn't tell me about these things, but school helped me. To, to, to know what's happening and I was able to protect myself as a result of what school told me. So there's something there that's good that we need to, to, to consider because South African society in general, when it comes to parenting, we're not doing that well. That's why we have all these problems that are happening. Elijah, perhaps to clear the misconception a bit further, you know, break it down for us in terms of from grade four to seven, in terms of the CSE curriculum, what is currently being piloted? CSE is just a small component of life orientation. So that's 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 what we are doing. In grade four, as I said, we we, we talk about um, those things that I mentioned. That we we talk to to learners about how to 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 identify your your, your body parts and for you to understand. Uh, which parts are important and that nobody should touch those parts. Because once a child understands that there are parts that should not be touched by anyone, they will start to want to protect them. And we then go further to say to them, you need to know that if someone wants to to touch you in in, in this way, you need to run away or report that person because they are not supposed to do that. That's why we're talking about privacy. We're talking about respect for yourself and respecting somebody else. Because if if you get that principle in your mind, then you'll be able to understand that uh, you, you, you can't uh, allow anyone to interfere with you or your space. And in the trials, we talk about body image because there's a lot of issues around, around people's bodies. Others have been shamed, and we know that other people have been shamed and they end up going into depression because of those things. We also talk about, about um, uh, the, the benefits of good and safe relationships between kids. Because they're, they're diverse, um, some are white, some are black, some are following different cultural and religious practices. So we are saying to them, understand the fact that you are different, it doesn't make the other more important than you. So you need to respect each other even as you are, you are, you are, you are, you are different. So it's all of those things. And also, we're talking about learning from our elders. What is it that our our elders are doing? What can we take from that? You need to listen to, to your parents. You need to make sure that uh, you understand issues of uh, child abuse and keeping safe and making sure that you stay away from that. But also, we're doing this to equip them with the skills that they need for them to be able to protect themselves against sexual predators. Because we know that based on some of the research that we've done, some of the people who are opposing this are pedophiles, people who target children. 
And now they know that children will be empowered with the information which will help them to identify strange behavior which might lead to sexual exploitation. So we are saying that our learners need to know the characteristics of a person like that so that when something happens, they're able to report and give accurate information in terms of the behavior of that person, which can then help either a social worker, a teacher, or a police officer to make sure that the person, the offending person, uh, is dealt with in terms of the law. So that's, that's, that's what we're, we're, we're trying to do. Well, that's the voice of Elijah Mchlanga from the Department of Basic Education. We're talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum that is hoping to roll out by the department come 2020. Burning issue on Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I'm Gulam Fakir with you till 9 o'clock this evening. And we're talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum that uh, was certainly a hot topic um, on ENS Park. Uh, much uproar from parents, teachers and uh, many organizations across society. And uh, a lot of people already messaging me, um, you know, with regards to this thing. So I think what just to sort of uh, you know get into it, I want to go into some of these messages, and then from there I'll introduce you to my first guest. Uh, Michael Swain is in studio with me, uh, Freedom of Religion essay director. In fact, let me just greet him now, already. Michael, thank you for coming in and joining us um, this evening. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Fantastic. So zero double one five says the guy is deceptive. Of course, talking about Muslim Klanga, um, Elijah Klanga earlier, uh, it has been piloted overseas, not in. South Africa, according to 0115. Um, Gulam, government runs these pilot programs. Are they sure they can handle the repercussions afterwards? South Africa has a, has a thousand of unemployed teenage mothers. Politicians don't suffer like the ordinary people do. It comes from 1848. Um, uh, and then this one also says, hi, I'm a, I'm a madrasa teacher. And I'm teaching young girls about what Allah says about boyfriends, marriage, friends at schools, um, that um, about boys, uh, raging hormones, etc. It, op- it, it opened a world of information that I was unaware of. I keep an open forum for questions and just speaking about their struggles to keep their iman and that, of course, referring to their faith. We need my classes like or more classes like this. My heart goes out to them. Uh, their ages are from 13 years old to 17 years old. And and that comes from 8134. 8, says, I don't think there's anything the school can teach the students as they are already watching inappropriate media and replicating it. Um, out of our eight... Um, out of our sight, kids mixed with friends or at school circulating the ugly stuff. Even another television network is guilty of broadcasting movies containing these scenes and we are staying quiet about it. It comes from 8691. Um, 5157 says, educating pupils about sex should have its merits. However, we, however, as young as 10 years old is a little bit too young. However, from the age of 13 years old makes a lot more sense than the pupils who would be um, more, um, you know, reaching of pupils. Be it be it as it may, now the pupils experience hormone um, evolution. If the curriculum stipulates sexual education, then it should be implemented from grade eight when the pupil have to deal with the situation naturally. Uh, now the education uh, are effective in the sense of the purpose it should serve. It comes from five one six seven. 
so many, so many <laughs> comments and everything else coming through on our platforms. You're welcome to join the discussion, 072-238-0712 and also on 47913. And uh, during the course of the program, just after 22, so I'm going to open up the lines and you're able to share your opinion and we can go into this. So, of course, we're talking about the new orientation curriculum that will see pupils as young as 10 years old being taught about sex that has sparked heated debates amongst many, many stakeholders in the, in the education fraternity especially. And uh, education experts surprisingly believe that the move is long overdue so what does uh, this whole CSE mean for the sensitivities of parents who want their children to view uh, sex and sexuality from a religious moral v- worldview and is the S or rather the CSE a challenge to the constitutional right of freedom, freedom of religion well that's what we are hoping to unpack tonight in our discussion and like I said you're welcome to, 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 to be part of this discussion as well on Facebook you can follow me to search for Gulam Fakir there's a whole discussion happening there and I'm going to get into that a little bit later. And then on 0722380712 and 47913. Michael, you've been sitting in, you've been listening, you've been following. Michael, of course, he is the um, uh, essay director or rather the, the director for freedom of religion in South Africa. Michael, just to kick this off, I mean, you were very closely engaged with the department on the CSE. In a nut, it just in a nutshell, for those who just listened to us and like, well, what is this about? You know, what is the CSE about? Okay, well. CSE stands for Comprehensive Sexuality Education, and it is always, I think, a contentious issue because it's impossible to teach sex without some kind of a value proposition. It's not like a mathematical subject where one plus one equals two, any context, anywhere, anytime, any culture, any nation. No, when you teach about sex, you are going to be... in inculcating values through whatever you're going to be teaching. And therefore, 4SA's position is not, which might be uh, somebody else's position, it's not our position, that sex should not be taught at all in schools. In fact, we think that the state could arguably make a good case for why they should teach about sex in schools, because there are clearly uh, problems with teenage pregnancies, with transmission of sexually transmitted diseases, HIV, um, even sexual violence. And so therefore, they would claim that they have a right to teach it. But the problem is that parents also have rights. And parents' principal rights is uh, to be able to educate their children according to their own value systems and according to their own beliefs. And in this instance, something as value-laden as comprehensive sexuality education, we believe should very much be something which parents have the opportunity to see in advance what the children are going to be taught. And if they're not happy with it, to actually withdraw their children from that class or teach them or find some alternative curriculum. And so I I think the essence of it is, and really why there is, I think, such an outcry about it, is that the DBE has simply implemented this. They have not consulted parents. That's a woeful lack. The parents are the primary stakeholders. We, we met with the DBE in June after there was an outcry. I think you might recall there was a newspaper article with a woman called Dr. Eve, who's a yes. sexologist and so on. And she made various comments as to what she thought should be or would be in the curriculum. And after that, we went to see the DBE. And they assured us that this was very much in early stages. There would be a lot more consultation. They were talking about 2021. But lo and behold, uh, they subsequently then presented the completed curriculum, signed off from grades 4 to 12, wow. uh, to the Department of Basic Education's uh, Parliamentary Portfolio Committee. And at that point, of course, people started to 
press the panic button. Nobody had even seen the books, by the way. So the, the, the Parliamentary Portfolio Committee uh, basically has approved it and today, I believe, has said that they're not going to entertain any further discussion on it, having not even seen the materials that the DBE have prepared. Uh, so how they can claim that they're satisfied with everything that DB has said and that it will do no harm and it's perfectly suitable for all ages is a great mystery because they're doing so having actually not seen the curriculum. Is that is that sort of the um, main objective for, for, for your organization in terms of the consultation process that, that, that hasn't, you know, uh, taken place? Well, we, we definitely think it's, it's, it's both and. So, for example, uh, teachers are up in arms. Two of the big teaching unions have basically said that they would support their teachers should they choose to boycott and to refuse to teach the subject. Uh, FEDSAS, which is the organization that represents school governing bodies, basically is also up in arms because they haven't seen the materials nor been adequately consulted. So, you know, consultation is typically one of the things that in a democracy that should be a pretty much a foundational thing that you do. Uh, but yet something as sensitive and as potentially controversial as comprehensive sexuality education, which is potentially a form of sexual indoctrination. Uh, and, and, and that's always been a, a, a problem with it because uh, the, the, the problem with CSE is that although it has perhaps well-meaning intentions to help children understand about sex and sexuality, the big danger is that it actually sexualizes children. In other words, it gives them information that perhaps they don't know or haven't heard. And that potentially leads to negative consequences mm. rather than the positive consequences that the department is claiming it's going to achieve. You were talking about the textbooks and everything else and there were, there were um, you know, some images of textbooks doing the rounds and stuff and I'm going to ask you to, to comment on that. I just want to pay, um, uh, uh, pay the bills, you know, go for some commercial news. But I also just want to point out that we have extended an invitation um, uh, to the Muslim Judicial Council to also be part of this discussion this evening. Uh, we were promised an interview and uh, they were basically confirmed. I think something came up and they unfortunately had to cancel. But we have extended that invitation as well. The lines are open. 021 What's your thoughts around this? That's my number. 021 You can also comment on 072 That's my WhatsApp line. And then on 47913. Uh, that's my SMS line. Well, you can just do whatever. You know, you can chat to me on any of those platforms, Facebook and whatever else that goes with it. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The It is the burning issue this evening, and uh, wow, this evening is definitely a burning issue as we talk about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum that is hoping to be rolled out come 2020. Your kids as young as 10 years old, if, uh, if they are successful, will be taught about sex, masturbation, and everything else that goes with it. In studio with me, Michael Swain is the Director of Freedom of Religion South Africa, joins us in studio. Very shortly, we'll be linking up with Dr. Faisal Suleiman. Uh, from uh, uh, Samnet um, to also share comments around this. So, Michael, just before the break, you know, you, you spoke about the, the objection and the issues around it, and you just gave a brief description as to what this is all about. Now, there was also images that we've been seeing on social media of what's in textbooks and uh, the scripted lessons for learners. Is that actually accurate? Yes, we actually 
uh, were given sight of a copy of the scripted lesson plans and the educator guides from grades 8 to 12, uh, sorry, 4 to 12. And we actually took the photographs. You can see them on our website, uh, www.forsa.org.za. And again, we are not saying that parents must absolutely object no some parents might be very happy with what their children are going to be taught and that's also their right but the fact of the matter is is that the images are very graphic and some of the descriptions that are used to illustrate examples are in our view borderline pornographic in terms of the way that they're written so again this is something which is simply being foisted on parents particularly because their children will be taught these things there there isn't an option and one of the big claims that the uh, department made before parliament was that CSE will not sexualize children but again if you're showing graphic images if you are describing which happens in grade eight uh, descriptions of anal sex oral sex vaginal sex to 12 year olds how does that not potentially sexualize children of course it does mm. because children are naturally curious and if you give them information particularly when their bodies are also going through a transitional stage uh, it's natural that they will want to go and experiment but there is no sense of balancing we don't see this with for example the health risks the serious health risks uh, that happen to children uh, who in, embark perhaps prematurely uh, uh, and, and become sexually active mm. now you know, and, and, and you touched on the point that I wanted to bring on with, the, you know, um, you know, does the does the CC, um, you know, sexualize children? You've mentioned that, but also with regards, you know, with with, with the with the lessons going forward, provided to grade four learners, and and you know, for me personally, I've got a I've got a, a, a child in grade four, and who's ten years old, you know, and and his mind is in xbox controls and and games and you know and and i'm not saying that he's not going to get there he's going there's going to come a time we're going to have this discussion we're going to need to do this but personally as a parent i don't feel that he's ready for it just as yet you know so if you look at learners in grade four in the interview elijah mahlanga from the department says that this is not the case though that it won't be taught from grade four well grade four it, it obviously starts off um, very gently, for one for better word. But again, I mean, you know, grade four is one of the uh, class group discussions is that they sit and they discuss, you know, or they discover, like, where are your private parts? What are your private parts? Um, and again, you know, you may or may not be comfortable with your child actually mm. doing that. If you are, no problem. If you're not, then we think parents must be able to decide. No, I'm not happy. You may be comfortable with it. I may not be. But I think as parents, we have the right to educate our children. Mm. And we know what's best for our children. The, the, the state typically makes a very poor parent. And yet we are concerned with the almost dismissive attitude that the Department of Basic Education has had. I mean, one of the statements made was, you know, to parents was literally, wake up and smell the coffee. Um, wow. Which is not really a very respectful way of addressing parents who might be legitimately and genuinely concerned about mm. their children and what their children might or might not be taught uh, in the education system. I, I just want to also go with some of the points, you know, according to the department conducted, um, they, they conducted a review or a research finding, basically, 
And it said, and you've spoken about this, the CSE does not sexualize children. Uh, sexual education does not increase sexual activity, sexual risk-taking behavior, STI, HIV infection rates, etc. Um, on the contrary, though, the, the CSA delays a sexual debut um, and promotes sex, uh, safe sexual behavior. It increases uh, knowledge of different aspects of sexuality and the risks of early and unintended pregnancies, HIV and STIs. It decreases the number of sexual partners, reduces sexual risk-taking and increases use of condoms and other forms of contraception. You, do you agree with this? Well, all, all those are obviously very good aspirations to have for what CSE achieves. But the reality is, is that the studies that were taking place in 2018 and 19 using UNESCO's, who, by the way, th this curriculum that is being integrated is the International Technical Guidelines for Sexuality Education that come from UNESCO, which is a organ of the United Nations and among other things Planned Parenthood have inputted into this and they're a notorious abortion agency now using UNESCO's own data on the results that have come out of the teaching of this that has shown that in fact it goes in the opposite direction there is earlier sexual debuts there are more teenage pregnancies more HIV infections um, e e even more sexual assaults are, are, are being recorded as coming out it's gone up in some cases 25 plus percent wow. so again one of the big points that we believe is that in the event that this curriculum can actually cause more harm than good which the evidence clearly shows then the state has an obligation constitutionally to protect children as the most vulnerable members of society, to look after their best interests and particularly to do them no harm. So this is simply being pushed through when there is clear evidence that it does harm. Their own studies, by the way, they, they did a, a midline report on the pilot schemes that has, have been run in South Africa. And what they discovered was a lot of resistance to this curriculum being taught from both parents and teachers. Uh, they, they put that down to cultural barriers. They put it down to cultural taboos, parental prejudices. But instead of listening to the concerns, they're instead drafting orientation classes to sensitize parents and to sensitize teachers so that they will be more accepting of the curriculum. But that is not consultation. Yeah. If you're producing orientation courses to sensitize me, that's not consulting me. You're just saying, I'm going to do this and we're going to try and make it more palatable for you. But again, parents, we believe, must have the opportunity to have their voices heard and heard clearly. And we're going to, a little bit closer to, towards the end of the program, we're going to ask you how it is that parents can voice their concerns as well, especially through your organization. So... Um, 4704 four, says I personally don't have a problem but grade 4 kids and the man of the book has been edited is unacceptable I saw the book over the weekend so says 4704 and then uh, 8515 says very upsetting already too much unwanted pregnancies and young girls falling pregnant uh, 2970 says we won't be having schools anymore but maternity homes when this uh, CSE curriculum uh, <laughs> will be implemented uh, maternity home sorry I just <laughs> <laughs> Just caught me off guard there for a second. Um, we're talking, of course, about a very, very important topic this evening. We're talking about the comprehensive sexual education um, curriculum that is, uh, if the department gets it right, they will roll it out uh, next year come uh, 2020 from grade four onward. Share their views around the matter.
This week, Executive Mayor of Cape Town, Dan Plato, will be joined by Premier of the Western Cape, Alan Windy, to discuss the Mayor's new safety plan for the city and province. Included in the plan will be the deployment of 300 new law enforcement officers on our streets. Tune in to find out more on Wednesday, the 6th of November, between 6 and 6.30 p.m. You can call in on 021-448-6266, WhatsApp on 061-862-1065, or SMS the keyword safety to 32158, followed by your question. Each SMS costs one rand. We at Shafika and Shabadine Attorneys strive to give you the best possible solution to your legal problems in areas such as family law, labor law and RAF claims. Are you worried about what will happen to your loved ones on your passing? We pride ourselves in efficient and effective administration of deceased estates. Call us on 021-761-0983 or email us on csilaw at mweb.coza. Visit Salu Barbecue tonight for our authentic and mouth-watering dishes. We have everything from our famous tikka, variety of curries, biryani, and even a local Gatsby. We also do catering for any function. Visit any of our three stores in Lansdowne, Lake Road, Grassy Park, and now also at number 28 Pine Road, Rylands. Phone 021-696-3392 or visit www.salubarbecuetonight.com. Good news at Salu Barbecue. Free delivery now at the Lansdowne branch, Rylands, and also Grassy Park. Solid barbecue tonight. Hey, school leaver. Yes, you. Are you wondering where to study in 2020? Looking for a place that understands you and how to get you future ready? False Bay Tivit College will get you there with everything from HR to engineering studies, education and tourism to hospitality studies. They have your future covered. Applications for 2020 are open. Get your future ready now. Enroll today. Visit False Bay College. Welcome back to The Burning Issue on uh, Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. I just want to acknowledge a message from 0707. And you're talking about some of the guests we should have also got into the program, etc. I just want to point out to you 0707. As mentioned earlier when we started the program that I have invited the Muslim, um, the Muslim Judicial Council to join us. And they, they accepted the invitation and at the last minute, like after half past five, they, ca- they they cancelled due to some other commitments, and for that reason, we we uh, we just couldn't get all of them. But let's move along quickly. We're talking, of course, about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. At this point in time, just to look at the implications of the CSE curriculum for the Muslim community, while uh, the South African Muslim Network actually wrote to the Department of Basic Education, airing their views on the matter. Samnet Chairperson uh, Dr. Faisal Suleiman uh, chats to us now just to sort of uh, get into this part of the discussion. Dr. Faisal, assalamu alaikum. Shukran for joining us on Burning Issue this evening. What exactly was Samnet's position as stated in the letter to the department? <coughs> and thank you for the opportunity yes so we've we've said our you know whatever little research we've done um and we're happy to share that with listeners uh you know it's a little pdf of of what we've tried to uh put together um indicates that uh you know uh, this is more about sexual freedom and sexual and uh, experimentation and the promotion of uh, sexual rights to young children. 
you know, from the ages of eight and nine, more than it is as this almost euphemistic name of comprehensive sexual um, education, um, uh, you know, that, that it's called. It's, it's actually, I think, you know, uh, another agenda perhaps at stake here. So our, our position is quite clear um, that, we, you know, what is being taught in the syllabus over the past few years um, is, is more than adequate in terms of sexual education. Um, yes, there are issues clearly with teenage pregnancies, etc. But teaching nine-year-olds about to fiddle with their other genitals and 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 and, and uh, ten-year-olds about masturbation and anal sex is not the solution to to these uh, problems. And 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 we are quite clear that uh, you know uh, there's new curriculum on uh, new ideas. They have different names for it, uh, but uh, we are we are firmly opposed for it. Not just I mean, you know, anybody who sees some of the content that is proposed, whether you're Muslim or not, the implications are horrendous. Already we are seeing, as people know, if I can use an analogy, uh, not that I think uh, the, the, the example of the theater or the example of our prophet, you see upon him, is one of ever beating children or corporal punishment. But in the education system, you need only speak to teachers who are even afraid these days to, 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 to shout at the people or openly defying them while they're teaching, or, to, or for doing things simply because of the uh, threat of the rights of the child, etc. Now, it's not an invocation for, for beating children, but the long-term implications of some of our laws, uh, including now, you know, the inability of children or parents to discipline. And again, you must just the, the caveat is this is again not an advocation for, for for parents to be beating up, but the long-term implications of or so many of the so-called rights laws or rights agendas is that you cannot discipline, you cannot, uh, you know, um, control your classroom, etc. Now, we've just had some very prominent school bishops, etc., and it, it's rife. Uh, I mean, my practice is, I'm a medical doctor, I, I see it all the time. Um, uh, for example, the sexual relations between teachers and pupils, it, 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 some sort of communities or some of the socioeconomic strata, it, it's a common. Now, can you imagine the teacher already starting to talk to nine and ten-year-old girls about their genitals and looking at photos, uh, etc., and the long-term implications of this for these relationships, for the respect, and more importantly, for making sex more about rights than about education. Uh, there, there's, you know, the, the sexual reproductive health that, that's involved now. All, all this thing, the new stuff, just seems to be teaching them about sex and freedom. Mm. And if I may. You know, if I look now, I'm, I'm, while I'm speaking, I'm looking at some of the list of the organizations that have been pushing these agendas, um, you know, overseas uh, and the funding for it. I mean, some of it originates with Hugh Hefner, the owner of Playboy, you know, funding NGOs that have been at the forefront of pushing these agendas over and up, of course, the LGBT lobby and many, many other lobbies like this. And some of it are people who, who stand to, to want to have, you know, like a drug dealer wanting to to sell drugs to children at a very young age because he now has a customer for life. Literally, this, you know, if, if you look at, for example, if, I mean, you know, eight and nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds starting to experiment, I can tell, tell, tell you it's not a much. We see 10, 11, 12-year-olds sexually. I've got 12 and 13-year-old patients who are pregnant. Uh, it's not uncommon. You know, we don't bat an eyelid anymore when you see 15 years Can you imagine this is happening at the teaching level? Then the, the, the business that rolls out of it, you know, sexual education, the entire industry relates to sexual toys, movies, porn, right. uh, STDs, uh, condoms. I mean, it's, it's a huge money spinner right at the outset. 
from someone who's starting to promote sex, like, uh, you know, someone who wants to get kids to start drinking alcohol, or again, I mentioned drugs. So there's so many other factors in this, but clearly what is being proposed and what is being sold to us via USAID and, and, and the UN and etc. Is, is a disaster, not just as a Muslim, but as a, as a human being, as a, as a citizen. Um, the, the implications are, are really phenomenal for, 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 uh, for immorality, for obscurity and all the effects of all of, all of this. Mm. Now, just before I let you go, I've got about three or four minutes left, that I just, and, and I need to get your opinion on this. You know, in terms of the, the curriculum itself, do you feel that it violates the religious freedoms of parents in South Africa, and, and not necessarily just that of Muslims? Look, it, 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 what it does is it, it promotes the rights of those who want this over and above of the rights of parents of whatever religion to say we don't want it. Now, these days it's become quite politically correct to be anti-God, uh, to be uh, totally okay with anything and everything. And if you're the opposite and want to exert your religious belief or your religious right, you're seen as the one that is that is approved, the granny, uh, you know, um, out of kilter with, with the 20, with the new the century that we're in, etc. And I think what we need to reaffirm is the fact that even in a, in a secular democracy, religious people have the same rights as the LGBT. BT lobby, etc. And we have just as they have, they or they want to express their rights to have this thought. We need to be able to stress our rights to not have this thought and to 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 then to balance it, teach what we think is appropriate as well. And and therefore, the short answer to your question, yes, in many ways, uh, the strength of the of certain of these lobbies, including the you know whether it's the pro-evolution, anti-God, etc. lobby. Is, is diminishing the value uh, and the input of religious communities. Mm. And then also, just before I let you go, uh, Dr. Faisal, you know, it's a, also an observation that I had, uh, your concern around the fact that this curriculum guided by UNESCO, what would be the main contention here? And then also with regards to the letter that you submitted, um, you know, did you get a response from that? Well, we, we just got a response from the uh, department acknowledging uh, the letter. Uh, and, and if I may, in, in a few minutes that you give me or what I've left, mm. I still would like to urge people, really urge people not to be taken in by the department. We don't trust politicians. They are being lobbied. They are promoted. A lot of the aid is linked to this. Do not give up. And anyone who has any doubts, you're welcome to you know, email the office, contact our office. We will send you a little PDF or just on the research we've done. Mm. When you read it and you look at some of the background, you will want to get involved in, in, in helping to stop this. You'll want to get hold of the department and we'll gladly give you the details of the minister and the email and then the director general, etc. for you to write your own letters and tweet and do everything else. I think, you know, we mustn't be content, content with one or two letters written by religious or NGOs. Um, this has to be when you see what is planned. Um, and, 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 and we know that once this thing gets implemented, to have it reversed, you'll have all sorts of spurious arguments. Textbooks are printed, they delivered, can't recall them, there's a, a you know, contract in place, all this nonsense. Um, so the whole idea is to stop this before it gets, gets in the curriculum. It's going to be much too late once it's in there, and the, and the planning and the lessons are being done and the textbooks are given to children. Mm. So I would urge people you know, not to be taken in by any of the PR that's coming out of the, the Department of uh, Basic Education. Uh, to, to, to up the pressure, uh, in fact, quadruple the pressure, and we're happy to help providing information, providing the research. Um, and, and really, I think this is, this is one issue that faith-based organizations uh, need to work together to, to, to make sure that the, the will of the majority, and as we said in our letter, you know, the, that's, I'd say it's self-reliable, 87% 
or South Africans consider them to be of some uh, faith group or, or, or religious. And I am, from what I've seen just in the papers and social media, the vast majority of religious leaders and religious communities are against this, which means basically the vast majority of South Africans are against this. Mm. And therefore, the Department of Education should not, in, in a democracy, be going against the overwhelming majority of, of its people. Now, Dr. Faisal, you, you said that there is uh, information available that you can, um, you know, distribute or send to people that is that, that is interested in it. In fact, you've you've encouraged them to do so. How do they get hold of your organization? The South African okay, so Muslim email network? info at semnet.co.za. There's a telephone number 031-2074-223. You can find all the details on the semnet s a m n e t .co.za website. And we will gladly send you this. In fact, we'll even WhatsApp it to you if you send up send us your cell number or your email. Um, and the WhatsApp number is is on the website as well. Uh, we will gladly send you this with the links, everything else that you can read. And, 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 and you know, just look into some of this. And, and I can't see anyone disagree with um, a move to stop this. Uh, because this is very little about, about sexual health and religion, not just religious health, but sexual health and improving, uh, making your children a better human being. This is about promoting free sex, sexual experimentation. I mean, it's all about the rights of the child to, 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 uh, to experiment in sex and to have sex. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, we're talking about nine and 10 year olds here. I think people you know, need to understand this. This, this is crazy. You know, it, it could be a joke if it, if, it, if it wasn't so serious and so true. So yes, I, I would really urge people to, to up the pressure and then to urge your, to, to, the, the imams that are listening and the people to, to listen us be spoken about in the masjid. This must become a national issue because the consequences are too dire to, contem- to contemplate a few years from now. Mm. Well, Dr. Fazal Sullivan, Senator Chairperson, I'm going to have to leave it there. Shukran for your time this evening, six minutes after the hour of uh, eight o'clock. We are talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. Um, something that could be rolled out as early as next year um, if, it, if the DBE doesn't get, you know, simple terms. But I want to get into some of the Facebook comments that also came away. Then we're going to go for some commercial news. When we come back, we're going to get into our next guest. Now, Pierre Fourier says schools wouldn't have to teach basic life lessons to kids if the parents actually did uh, some parenting. Uh, Fadia says this is a lot of... <laughs> Let us change the age restriction on buying cigarettes, alcohol, going clubbing, etc. While we're at it because of this, because if this happens to be implemented, then I will definitely remove my child from going to school. Who are they to teach my child? It's disgusting. At the end of the day, there'll be lots of teenage pregnancies. My opinion, I think it's utter rubbish. Sorry for my, mm, okay. Uh, I think that uh, the parents should rather concentrate on teaching our kids how to be successful and not mothers or fathers before the time because that will definitely happen but um, you know if, if, if I just uh, you know play devil's advocate here um, Michael there, there are some issues around it where parents don't also have these discussions with the kids so some are saying and, and I just want to read one of the one uh, it was an it, it's an educator that posted this he says his name is Jerome he says I've taught life orientation at high school for more than 10 years and I see the complete relevance of these topics I also know the curriculum will ensure that the learning are delivered with dignity 
sorry, lessons are delivered with dignity and integrity. Let us not be fooled. The curriculum is a direct response to what is happening to young people in South Africa today. Issues that should be addressed in a family unit, family units that are fractured and broken in South Africa. The proposed curriculum steps up and uh, steps up and in where the absent absent parents is. Uh, it does not negate parents' responsibility. I grew up in an age where a girl had a certain thingy and a boy had a certain thingy is using some references there and almost 50 years later his parents are still using those terminologies. So yes, I'm completely in favour of the proposed curriculum, says Jerome and this is an educator. Just very quickly your comment on that. Well, I think probably he hasn't seen the fact that this is a revised curriculum. So the DBE did have a curriculum that was working reasonably well even according to their own statistics and they have now made the decision to actually revise and review this curriculum. As we said, there is definitely a case that the DBE can make to teach sex in schools because as he correctly points out some parents do not teach their children or perhaps don't teach them adequately but the point remains is that parents are the primary educators and they are allowed to educate their children according to their own value systems so if this curriculum basically steps in in loco parentis it's as if the state's saying look parents you're not doing a good job and we're going to simply take over from you and it's not even optional. There isn't even, according to the DBE, when they were asked uh, in their statement, will people have the opportunity to withdraw their children or to not have their children? They said definitely no. Mm. So they are going to be educating children about sex as they want children to be educated about sex, regardless of whether parents have a differing view or not. And at that point, we're saying that is actually substantively wrong. Uh, it's, it's wrong in law, we believe, and it's certainly wrong from the point of view of the Constitution, because the Constitution says that people's opinions, beliefs, religion uh, must be respected, must be protected, must be even promoted. And yet, if they're simply being overridden in terms of their values on something as sensitive and as a life uh, changing as teaching a child about sex and sexuality that is something which we're saying no parents must be consulted they must be allowed to have their say and to make the final decision it's scary. It's absolutely scary. 1018 says, I gave my kids uh, books to read at the age of 13 about the birds and the bees and sitting class with kids. Well, 1018, nobody's saying that you cannot be taught about the birds and the bees. It's the... And correct me if I'm wrong, Michael, it's the level of which you're going to teach it to the specific grades, right? Yeah, I, th- I think it's the level of detail. Uh, detail, both, that's both, the thing both, I was both, looking both for. Both graphic, both descriptive, and, and, and also it's the, let's call it the ideology that yeah. is actually woven through this curriculum. So, for example, and, and I think this is a good example, um, there is put forward in, in, at a later stage, I think it might be in grade 11, I'm not quite sure exactly which one it is, but the curriculum puts forward role models, heroes, role models, yeah. uh, people who the state is now encouraging young people who have now gone through this teaching, look up to these people, emulate these people in terms of your own sex and sexuality. They give five examples. Well, four of the five examples are HIV positive and three are from the LGBT community. There's no relevance or reference to maybe somebody who's been married faithfully for 50 years or Uh, whatever it might happen to uh. be. There's no uh, relevance or or, or reference to somebody who's perhaps maintained sexual celibacy Mm. until they were married. So 
these, uh, as, as we say, you, you cannot teach this subject without inculcating and infusing it with a value system. And that's why we believe parents must have that right. Okay, so one zero one eight. I hope that answers your question a little bit, or, or, or rather, just uh, giving a little bit more of a perspective um, uh, around this at the age of thirteen, giving them books about it. I'm sure that uh, books were okay, and it was obviously within the confinements and everything else, and they could come and come and ask you questions. You probably didn't give them a Playboy. Hi guys, this is indeed very worrying. Amidst all the problems we uh, uh, regarding sexuality, what if what if it in addition exacerbates pedophilia, etc.? If sexuality can be overwhelming to adults who are not mature enough, what about children? This comes from three one six two. Value your comment um, on this as well. What is it that we're talking about? We're talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum and also a petition to stop the CSE in South African schools has been circu- circulating with a school governing body sharing a link to the petition in WhatsApp groups for parents. The petition was created by the Family Policy Institute. It's been, been signed by over 100,000 people thus far. It seems like you're going to be needing a lot more signatures um, for this. Family Policy Institute Director Errol Naidu joins us um, uh, just to share his uh, perspective around this. He's the director for the Family Policy Institute. Errol, thank you for joining us on uh, uh, the burning issue this evening on Voice of the Cape. Now, the department says that the reports are quite misleading um, and that the entire issue has been sensationalized by the media. What's your take? Uh, I think the only people misleading uh, the South African public is the Department of uh, Basic Education. Uh, I've been working on this thing for since 2016 and been working with international organizations based at the United Nations from whence this uh, program comes, uh, Family Watch International, the UN Family Rights Caucus. And when I first um, was exposed to the kind of content that is in this program, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. And uh, because they've been pushing it in the United States of America and and, and other parts of the world as well. Uh, And the more we dug and the more information I got, uh, I then realized what this actually is. You see, there's a movement called the Global Sexual Rights Movement. And the Global Sexual Rights Movement, it it believes that, that, um, uh, believes in sexual license, firstly, and that all kinds of sexual relationships and, and sexual practices should be um, uh, legal and acceptable because people must make their own choices. They also believe that children um, should have a right to sexual pleasure from ages five years. So children must be taught to stimulate themselves sexually from five years old and, and to enjoy sexual pleasure. And all of this comes from this Kinsey guy uh, that started in the 70s that did experiments with children, with pedophiles, uh, bringing children to sexual stimulation, even babies. Mm. Uh, so it is horrendous. It is a sexual depravity of the most horrendous nature. If you read up all, all this stuff, and it's all true, it's found its way into the sexual rights movement that then came up with the international Planned Parenthood of 
Federation of America, that is the, the U.S. largest abortion provider, feminist groups, they all came together and devised this comprehensive sexuality education. And the main aim of it is to sexualize children. Uh, it's to get to young children. It's to sexually indoctrinate, indoctrinate them with this ideology that they have the right to sexual pleasure, they have a right to have sex with whomever they want to, whenever they want to, even at 10 years old, and that the parents are actually an intrusion into their, their right to the sexual pleasure. And, and so that's what CSE essentially is. It all, also normalizes and, and promotes different kinds of sexual relationships, same-sex relationships uh, and, and others. And, and explains that it's acceptable and it's a choice and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, how to, uh, you know, experiment with anal sex, to experiment with oral mm-hmm. sex, to experiment with all kinds of things, and not to be feel, feeling guilty about it. Mm-hmm. They also push the, the non the gender nonconformity thing in that they're teaching children that you can be whatever gender you want to be, and you can change from one gender to the other like if you're male you can be a female tomorrow mm-hmm. then you can go back to male uh, and in fact the un has a list of 112 genders that you can choose from um mm-hmm. so so this is sex, sexual depravity and perversion uh in the true sense of the word and it's disguised as sex education and and it's brought in from from the un by unesco with the un agency that is pushing and implementing this, this thing here it's not, it's not, it hasn't been devised in South Africa or even the continent of Africa. The, the, the parents and, 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 and sort of experts in this country haven't been consulted. Uh, teachers groups haven't been consulted. None of those things has happened. It's just being South African government signed this thing at the UN and they're just bringing it in and they're not talking to anybody, telling anybody what it is and they just can impose it on our children in 2020 without the knowledge and consent of parents, uh, teachers, anybody. It's just government doing what they're doing in you know, connection with the UN, I, I, and 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 I know that uh, you know I, I I've read up somewhere that there's a that, that there's a march going to be taking place on the 30th of November to Parliament, if I'm correct. But before we get into those details, uh, just very quickly, I've got about two minutes left or so. Those in favour of the C the CSE says that it's because families are scared to talk about uh, sexuality or sex education to the children, and that is why this is so much needed, and that's why they're pushing for this. Do you agree with the statement? Well, I agree with the fact that they, that they, a lot of parents are not talking to their children about sex and that they, they, something has to be done about that, but not, this is not it. So they've been very clever, very coy, it's a red herring, that, that we do need to deal with the issue of sexuality and sex and the, that, the fact that there's teen pregnancies and, and all kinds of things happening, but you don't go to the UN and import a sexuality program that is devised by abortions and homosexuality groups uh, you don't do that you, you you discuss with the people here in this country we find solutions South Africans have to do that parents have to be involved there needs to be discussion and 
debate and everything so that everybody's in, uh, on board to find African solutions for South Africans. Right. You don't go to another country and bring this thing in and say, well, we've got a good big, big problem, so we're bringing in this, and now we're going to sexualize our children and indoctrinate them with perversion to solve the issues. How do you do that by perverting children and sexualizing young children mm. and, 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 and encouraging to experiment with all kinds of perverse and high-risk sexual behaviors and think you're going to solve our problem here? It is, it is mind-boggling. Right. Errol, and then also what's happening on the 30th of November? Just give us the details quickly. Okay, so you, you spoke about that, that petition. It's now almost 130,000 signatures. That's just the one petition. I've got another one go, go, going. It's an online letter, and people can sign that, and organizations as well. That's the letter we're going to hand to the Department of Education on the 30th of November outside Parliament with all the signatures. And we are hoping to have about 250,000 signatures by the, of, of South African citizens. And then about a few hundred organizations, churches, organizations, all going to be out there saying, we say no to CSE because it bypasses parental authority. It by- bypasses, you know, everybody, even uh, teachers, groups and everything in government cannot impose this against the will of the people because government rules by the consent of the people, they cannot just impose this on our children. They have no right to do that. So we're asking them to withdraw and cancel CSE and start the process of consultation with parents and and teachers groups about what is appropriate for our children uh, considering the circumstances we're facing here in South Africa. And And so we're going to hand that over there. And so we're inviting everybody to join us. We, we, we're going to be starting at 10 o'clock outside the Seaput uh, Technicon Bay in Kaiserkrock Street. It's now Hanover Street. We're going to uh, gather there at 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, the, the 30th of November. We're going to peacefully march down to Parliament and we're going to um, uh, pray for marriages and families. We're going to hand over a memorandum uh, to end violence against women as well and give some proposals uh, on how to do that. But our main thrust here is to hand over this this letter, backed by millions of South Africans. Errol, where does uh, one? Gonna, I, I need to go for a break, but just very quickly, Errol, where does one get hold of this petition online? Is there a website they can go to? Yes, familypolicyinstitute.com. www.familypolicyinstitute.com. Uh, it's there, and you can click on it and sign it. Great stuff. Errol Naidu, Family Policy Institute Director, thank you so much for joining us on Burning Issue this evening on The Voice of the Cape. Burning issue this evening, a lot of people are a bit maybe skeptical to call in this evening, but a lot of messages that came in. It's not something that people speak about openly and just, you know, just like it on the fly to talk about, you know, the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. But guess what, people? You're going to, if you don't want your 10-year-old to be taught, you know, um, sex from that age and everything that goes with it, then you're going to have to voice your opinion. There are the, f- the familypolicyinstitute.com go and sign that petition. They're going to be marching on the 30th of November. Go on to the South African Muslim Network um, website as well. There's a lot of things that you need to be, you know, need to be cognizant of. Um, we're talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. Joining us online, Basil Manuel, he is the executive director for the National Professional Teachers uh, 
uh, organization, the SNPTOSA, um, and he joins us. We all know, of course, that the um, that that NAPTOSA has said that they will tell the teachers to boycott the the, the CSE. First of all, have NAPTOSA, for example, been consulted um, with regards to this uh, curriculum, and and would you do the same? Uh, good evening. At first, let me say we have not been consulted. In fact, we don't even have an official copy of the curriculum. The copies we have have been handed to us under the table. Alternatively, we've also gotten them from the various pressure groups that are out there. So this is a, a deviation from what normally happens in terms of policy change. We would be consulted and we are extremely concerned about the situation. Mm. Um, uh, let's just also just get in very quickly. We need to break away for a, shy, um, a very sh- a very shortly, Basil. But the Department of uh, CSE has been also part. Um, it says that uh, the, that CSE has been part of the ALO subject since 2000, and this was only the introduction of uh, of new content. Is this accurate? Not exactly so. Yes, of course, um, sexuality education has always been in the ALO curriculum, but that is not the problem, and that is not why there's so much upheaval from both parents and teachers. It is uh, whether the content is is age-specific, whether it's related to the right age, and whether, in fact, teachers are comfortable with teaching it. Let's not imagine that teachers are simply just embracing this. Not at all. We want to see that the content is directed correctly, that it is not an overstatement, and that, of course, we are not going to get the hackles of everybody up. It's a given that we need to do some intervention in terms of the growing scourge of HIV and AIDS, as well as teenage pregnancies. However, everything in a right context and balanced, that is what we are saying. Mm. Now... You know, with, with regards to the challenges that could be placed on teachers who will have to teach this curriculum, you know, that, and, and, and I'm going through some of my timelines here where, where, where teachers are saying they're not comfortable with this. Have you sort of engaged with the teachers already? Yes, we have. We've just come out of a national congress two weeks ago where this was an, an, an item of discussion. We've had various other meetings and we meet next week as an executive again. And teachers are very, very uncomfortable. We have a simple motto which says, nothing for us without us. And because we haven't been involved and we haven't been consulted and we haven't been taken through the steps, we cannot simply just embrace something. But from what we have seen, and if what we have seen is in fact a true representation of what is there, then we cannot simply just run with this. It is over the top, it's overstated, it is misdirected, and it's wrong for the age groups. And that we are adamant about. Mm. And so how how will NAPTOSA be taking the matter forward? Like I mentioned earlier, you know, there are some other unions, teacher unions, that says that they will tell the teachers to boycott the CSE. How will NAPTOSA be taking the matter forward? That obviously is one of the options. However, the first option is prevention rather than trying to get to a point where you are forcing and and encouraging teachers to boycott. We have put it to the Director General that what happens behind the closed door, you as a department doesn't know. And if you place an incorrect curriculum in front of our teachers, they simply just won't teach it. We've also engaged uh, already with the education minister, but I will grant it we haven't had full engagement. And we have asked for an urgent meeting there too, so that we can uh, have a discussion, 
take the heat out of this and have a, a proper review of what the content is. We are sitting a bit blindsided at the moment because, as I say, we don't have an official document. Mm. We have the documents who, like the rest of the public, have received them from one source or the other. We want to see the real documents. We also want parents to be given the opportunity, together with teachers and the organizations, to... to um, <clears throat> record their opinions about it in the normal process of uh, advertising this and, of course, calling for public comment. We have to have a period of public comment, and time is running out, particularly if there's an intention to try and implement this in the new year. Right, I'm going to have to leave it there. Basil Mandel, Executive Director from Aptosa. Thank you for joining us this evening on Burning Thank Issue. Thank you very much. Um, on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Ik wil Now, onze mensen, of som van onze mensen, let me rather start it off with that. Some of our people, they join the program late, then they miss out certain information. And then they feel that they've got an opinion on a matter of what they've just been listening to right now. And I don't think that is fair. Come on. Somebody just on my Facebook timeline says, you know, Gulam, this program is an, it's an ignorant program and it's an ignorant statement that you made, etc. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to say what your name is, Tasneem, but I won't mention your surname. Uh, this affects young people in the Muslim home. How can we teach boys and girls about hijab and covering the aura, but we shy away from sex education in schools? There's so much more than to just reaching puberty or mukallaf, like you say, than just that. You're absolutely right, but nobody's saying that you can't teach it. If you've listened to the program from the beginning, Tasneem, you would have known that we spoke about the degree of it, the details of it. And Michael went very graphically into it as to what will be taught because he saw the material. No canala man, no ni so we see. Anyway, it is warm in the topic. Excuse the pun. Department of Education, know your man. Four zero seven six is Department of Education, know your mandate. Do not force your perverted views upon us. The electorate, we absolutely resent that. It comes from four zero seven six. Three two five nine says, I'm not agreeing with this. Kids will want to try what they are being taught because they have inquisitive minds, and that causes more. HIV, unplanned pregnancies, rape and promiscuous teens. And these are just some of the points that Michael actually um, raised before. But I want to read out one comment that came from uh, from a Muslim educator that says as an, educa- as an educator and as a Muslim I think that these topics are better discussed within the home, something you also alluded to earlier, Michael, you know, whether or not what it is you do and the right of you as a parent she says, um, discuss it at home with the parents, as an educator personally I won't feel comfortable teaching these things to learners, parents will blame teachers if their children do or say something that's considered inappropriate the curriculum seriously needs to be reconsidered and then Nazli um, commented also with regards to Sana. I'm only reading out the name, uh, the name so that you don't go and track people on it. Um, uh, uh, Nazli says, I fully agree with you. And then Tasneem goes on. Tasneem is on a firing mode this, mo- this evening. She says, you shouldn't be a teacher if you, are, you aren't willing to learn how to have constructive conversations around sex education. Tasneem, ah uh-uh. ah.
radio station. Your radio station. Our radio station. The voice of the Cape. Welcome back to Burning Issue. Ik denk dat ze niet met haar tassen, want she's still on it. She's still on it. Anyway, ik denk dat ik het verhaal op je backburner zit. Not on page 3. <laughs> Not on page 3, put her right to the back. Right to the back. 17 minutes to the hour of uh, 9 o'clock. We are talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. Um, you know, we, if you've just joined us, I hope not, uh, where kids from as young as 10 years old, if this gets passed, they will be taught, amongst others, Tasneem, I just mentioned masturbation once, but I did say and, 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 meaning there's many other factors to it. I just wanted to quickly put Paint a picture there for you, or not for you, for whoever else is following me there. And and everybody that commented was actually so much informed. Thank you to each and everyone who commented and contributed to the program. In studio with me, I've got Michael. Um, uh, I keep on forgetting your surname, Michael. I need to get this right. Swain. Swain. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to turn it around here. I was going to say Wayne's. <laughs> Michael Swain, Freedom of Religion, um, uh, the director of Freedom of Religion um, in South Africa. Now, uh, um, um, Michael, a lot of people are saying I'm a Muslim teacher at a Muslim school, or and I told you about this earlier. We, we I actually received a call from a from a Catholic um, a t- Catholic teacher, a, t- a teacher at a Catholic school. You know, who also raised and said, cool, I'm like, what are we going to do? How do we teach this? You know, etc." Let's unfortunately give them first the bad news before we get into what it is that we can do. Well, the Department of Basic Education has been very clear that this will be the official um, part of life orientation in the CAPS curriculum and that it will be rolled out throughout the South African public school system. So that means that if you are a public school, even if you have the vast majority, maybe 100% of the people are from a particular faith group that might singularly disagree with the value system, which is basically integrated into this curriculum, mm. you will still nevertheless be forced as a, as a public teacher, as a public school teacher, as a state employee, you will be forced to teach it. So there is no opt-out uh, as far as the government is concerned here for schools. Let's talk uh, about independent schools uh, independent, because they obviously still follow curriculum. Yeah, I- independent schools obviously have more liberty and more lateral uh, okay. because they are private schools. But homeschoolers who basically have to follow the CAPS curriculum, though they will also need to be ensuring that their children, even if you're teaching them at school, actually are exposed to this curriculum. So again, it, it is simply overriding the values of people. If you're a teacher and you work for the state, you still have a constitutional right to religious freedom. And that is freedom of opinion, conscience, belief. And that means that you don't just simply push your conscience to one side simply because you work for the state. You have a constitutional right that attracts to you as an individual. And so, therefore, again, we've heard from unions, teachers have not been consulted. They haven't been adequately considered. But as far as the department is concerned now, this is a closed book. Uh, As I said at the beginning, the uh, Department of Basic Education, the uh, 
Parliamentary Portfolio Committee, uh, the ANC, have basically, who control it, have said they're not going to reopen uh, this. Uh, they believe they've heard everything that they need to hear and they're happy. But again, how can they be happy if they haven't actually even seen the materials that have been produced that are going to be taught throughout the school system? Mm. To all South African pupils. And also, you know, I would have loved to hear from teachers because, I mean, the, the teachers' rights, for example, over the years have been stripped. Um, and just to look, just to sort of understand, you know, their level of thinking, you know, and and they should have been, or, or teachers generally, they somehow have been mentally prepared for something like this because this must be an emotional roller coaster as it stands. Well, th- they are the delivery mechanism for this curriculum. <laughs> there is no other delivery mechanism yeah. other than the teachers. And so th- th- the fact that teachers have not been consulted on this is deeply concerning. Mm. That The fact that teachers may feel completely compromised in terms of their own value systems, uh, but nevertheless be forced to do so because they're state employees it is deeply concerning. And that's why we say because this has been very much a reviewed curriculum, this is not the old curriculum, don't worry about it, just, you know, it's mm. just the same business as usual. No, th- this has been fully revised. Uh, USAID have paid for it. That's an international agency organization have paid for it. And by the way, South Africa is not under any international treaty or obligation to actually implement this curriculum. They have simply chosen to take the United Nations or the UNESCO uh, IG uh, uh, TCSE mm. uh, curriculum and integrate it into South Africa. They're not obligated to do wow. so, but they've nevertheless chosen to follow this course of action, despite the fact that obviously many, many South Africans are very mm. unhappy with this. Now, while well, all these questions coming through right now and comments, of course, Michael, the freedom of religion South Africa, just very quickly your stance, and I know you've touched on this earlier, but in terms of it, what it is that you guys do and the way forward. Okay, well, Freedom of Religion South Africa, which is also known as 4SA, we are a, a legal advocacy group. Uh, we are not, uh, we, we basically stand for the constitutional rights contained in Section 15 to freedom of religion, conscience, belief, thought, and opinion. And that applies to all religions, all faiths. It is faith neutral in that sense. It is theologically neutral in that sense. And we simply are there to protect and promote people's rights to believe, to think, to express their belief, to live out their faith, because that's what the Constitution allows us to do. And of course, in this instance, when it's parents uh, who have the primary responsibility and rights to raise their own children according to their own value system. Well, this is deeply uh, concerning and and a serious issue when you're talking about educating Mm -hmm. children, perhaps with a value system that is completely contrary to parents when it comes to sex and sexuality. Michael, final question from my side, um, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that you, stu- that you stayed in studio with me. I've learned, Pleasure. you know, a, lo- a lot as I went along. Um, what or how important is it for those who are against the whole curriculum? How important is it for those people to go on websites like SAMNET, like the policy, um, the Family Policy Institute, and go and sign those petitions? I think very important. And we, we this is our moment, as I think the SAMNET um, speaker said. This is the time to have your voice heard. Don't just sit on your hands and think this is all going to go away. It's not. It's going to be rolled out 
into schools be taught to your children starting 2020? That's in three months' time. Mm. So this is not a time to sit on the hands. Yes, petitions are important. Yes, marches are important. In fact, every form of pressure should be applied at this stage. There's no limit to how much pressure needs to be applied because clearly unless pressure is applied, government aren't going to respond. One of the things that we also would recommend that you do is to contact the Department of Basic Education. Uh, you should contact the uh, MEC for Education. Definitely as parents uh, with children in schools, contact your school governing bodies. Uh, contact the school management teams. Make sure that this filters up. For example, school governing bodies belong to FEDSAS. FEDSAS are about to meet the Department of Basic Education. So speak to FEDSAS, uh, speak to your school governing bodies. Make sure that they know that you as parents have not been consulted, you want to be consulted, and you need to understand that your rights must and should be protected and promoted. Michael Swain, the Freedom of Religion uh, South Africa, the Director for the for 4SA. Thank you for joining us this evening in studio. I absolutely enjoyed having this discussion and also for, uh, for you opening up the minds to many others and informing them about it as well. Thank you so much. Just lastly, before I let you go, is there a website people can can read up on your organization? Yeah, absolutely. And we have a lot of information on our website on this and many other topics that also affect uh, religious freedoms. It's www.forsa.org.za. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, uh, Freedom of Religion SA on Facebook. Again, one of the most important things, particularly in quite a fast moving target, which this is, is to stay relevant, stay informed, stay up to date. And so we will be updating regularly, even daily, on this matter as things unfold. So please do look at that and uh, sign up for our newsletters as well, which are free of charge, so you can get Great these stuff. straight to your inbox. I will definitely be signing up. Thank you so much, Michael Swain, for joining us this evening. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Let's get into the, some of the comments that came through on Burning Issue this evening. And uh, we're, of course, talking about the comprehensive sexual education curriculum. Come next year, if you're not going to sign that petition, your kid as young as 10 years old could be taught about sex and everything around it. Facebook. But anyway, let's get into some of the messages that quickly uh, came through. At, uh, from 3162, it says, first, it's the liquor issue. Now it's sex. It doesn't mean if it's implemented around the world, it is right. Um, from once, uh, 03162, uh, they, they have a... Let me just get back into that, sorry. They have a serious, a serious crisis with themselves. The price is going to be paid for this. Um, oh, yes, the Dacha and abortion issue too. So we can ask what's next. Is this now how they define democracy? Uh, and if they suffer the consequences, I'm an educator and I'm extremely upset about this. Let's get into some of the WhatsApps. That was, that, those were the SMSs. I'm not happy about this. Is for 2492. What about a young teenage Muslim girls and boys? What message will this send to them? We teach our kids no means no. What's going to happen now? Um, 8515 says, 
Why not implement religious instructions instead of sex? No wonder our country is in a mess. And Michael actually alluded to these alternatives that could also be implemented as opposed to. Now, to think that we've already have a government problem and now this is just against what religion teaches us. Our government should be held answerable for, this, for these violations. It comes from 8691. Um, 8021 says uh, that's the real devil's idea. Where is God's fear? Did they all... Oh, have they all lost their minds? They already killed. They are already, or they already killed, etc. Be careful about evil deeds. It comes from um, eight o two one. A little bit uh, incoherent. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Double one six eight. This is a message for caravan, which is happening on top of the hour. So um, I will just. Um, Make a note for Buddha Yusuf as well. Um, from 3259, it says, So it's either my child will fail life orientation or I will, um, or I will homeschool him. But I will not put my child at risk if government think this is a solution for the country's crisis. They are taking a cheap shot. 3259, just on that comment of homeschooling, Michael spoke about this. You still have to follow CAPS and this forms part of the curriculum. So it seems like you still will have to, um, unfortunately, share that with him. I can't deal with this crap, says 6552. Uh, I'm sure there's so much more um, the Department of Education can do for our kids and sex education. Why not spend the money on helping kids with their maths? Or other marks that's so poor. My word says zero. Uh, sorry, six five five two zero one five zero double one five says there are bigger issues. Or sorry, there are bigger agenda. There is a bigger agenda to this. Government is trying to create a corrupt, sexual, immoral society, a void of um, religious and prone to Satanism. Uh, as a teacher, I will not teach this. I feel to that teaching learners to abstain is more important. Plus, the learners are not. Uh, nearly enough mature to handle this sort of topics. Saying the word sex to learners in grade 4 causes them to giggle. It's easy for CSE to just roll out a curriculum and the teacher has to deal with the consequences. If you as a teacher expose learners to this, then you as a teacher, that is okay for you to at this age, even though it is not, you won't be able to control the ripple effect. Salam, Gulam and student, all guests uh, that's tuned in. My view is full stop. Sex education on schools is just a note to that it's uh, just a note that the web is enough shukran that's just my view it comes from zero 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 nine eight salam gulam gulam uh, government runs these pilot programs they're sure they can handle the repercussions i've touched on that and <laughs> okay i'm not going to go into that last comment that you just made there i don't think i'm equipped to deal with that so it's lost my day daso that's going a minute to nine o'clock that's how we, that's we're going to have to leave it now. <laughs> um, to everybody that commented on the post on Facebook, Fadia, I've got your message, Jerome. I've got yours, Mumtaz. Was talking about implementing the Japanese system. Uh, but before we go, um, uh, I've got thirty seconds to, to take this call. Voice of the Cape, salam alaikum. Alaikum salam, Gulam. My son spent hospital four times last year in the playground, and guess what? The principal told him, "Don't tell her, mommy." Wow. And a Muslim principal, four wow. times on the playground. This was part of the bullying you were talking at school. So it goes much deeper. Thank you so much uh, for your call. I'm yeah. going to have to leave it there. It's gone exactly nine o'clock. I think it goes a lot more deeper than that. And this call just, you know, indicates that there's so much more that you can teach children as opposed to just going straight into the CSE. I think there's a lot more, more, more morals, values and everything else. Yes, it gets taught at home, of course. But I mean, to enforce it just a little bit more would have been, a, you wouldn't have situations where people um, like the caller just said, you know, her son um, 
being bullied and, and, and pants being pulled off at school and stuff like that. That's just not so not cool. It's just like on another level. Like really, I'm going to end it off with this comment that says democracy is what people want. People do not want, want the sex education. Why not introduce needlework, domestic science and woodwork from 7967? Yes, that's where we're going to have, it, uh, have to leave it now. And that is why I can fry an egg because we did home economics. <laughs> it's gone exactly 9 o'clock from myself, Gulab Fakir and Umar Morris. Have an absolutely fantastic liquor evening. The caravan into the night is up next with Aisu Fisher.